I once joked in a book that there are three things you can't do in life. You can't beat the phone company. You can't make a waiter see you until he's ready to see you. And you can't go home again. For the last seventeen months, I have been quietly, even gamely, reassessing point number three. A year ago last May, after nearly two decades in England, I moved back to the States with my wife and children. Returning home after such an absence is a surprisingly unsettling business, a little like waking from a long coma. You quickly discover that time has wrought changes that leave you feeling mildly foolish and out of touch. You proffer hopelessly inadequate sums when making small purchases. You puzzle over vending machines and payphones, and are quite astounded to discover, by means of a stern grip on your elbow, that gas station road maps are no longer free. In my case, the problem was intensified by the fact that I had left as a youth, and was returning in middle age. All those things one does as an adult: take out mortgages, have children, accumulate pension plans, develop an interest in household wiring. I had only ever done in England. Things like furnaces and screened windows were, in an American context, the preserve of my father. So, finding myself suddenly in charge of an old New England house. With its mysterious pipes and thermostats, its temperamental garbage disposal, and life-threatening automatic garage door, was both unnerving and rather exhilarating. Moving home after many years away is like that in most respects—an odd blend of the comfortingly familiar and oddly unknown. It is disconcerting to find yourself so simultaneously in your element and out of it. I can enumerate all manner of minutiae that mark me out as an American. Which of the fifty states has a unicameral legislature? What a squeeze play is in baseball? Who played Captain Kangaroo on TV? I even know about two-thirds of the words to the Star Spangled Banner, which is more than some people who have sung it publicly. But send me to the hardware store, and even now I am totally lost. For months, I had conversations with a sales clerk at our local True Value that went something like this: "Hi, I need some of that stuff you fill holes and walls with.、Uh, my wife's people call it polyfiller. Oh, you mean spackle?、Uh, very possibly. And I need some of those little plastic things that you use to hold screws in the wall when you put shelves up. I know them as roll plugs. Well, we call them anchors. I shall make a mental note of it." Really, I could hardly have felt more foreign if I had stood there dressed in lederhosen. All this was a shock to me. Although I was always very happy in Britain, I never stopped thinking of America as home, in the fundamental sense of the term. It was where I came from, what I really understood, the base against which all else was measured. In a funny way, nothing makes you feel more like a native of your own country than to live where nearly everyone is not. For twenty years, being an American was my defining quality. It was how I was identified, differentiated. I even got a job on the strength of it once, when, in a moment of youthful audacity, I asserted to a senior editor of the Times that I would be the only person on the staff who could reliably spell Cincinnati, and it was so. Happily, there is a flip side to this: the many good things about America also took on a bewitching air of novelty. I was as dazzled as any foreigner by the famous ease and convenience of daily life, the giddying abundance of absolutely everything, 
the wondrous, unfillable vastness of an American basement, the delight of encountering waitresses who seemed to be enjoying themselves, the curiously astounding notion that ice is not a luxury item. As well, there has been the constant, unexpected joy of re-encountering those things I grew up with but had largely forgotten. Baseball on the radio, the deeply satisfying whoing-bang slam of a screen door in summer, sudden run-for-your-life thunderstorms, really big snowfalls, Thanksgiving and the Fourth of July, insects that glow, air conditioning on really hot days, jello jelly with chunks of fruit in it, which nobody actually eats, but it's nice just to have it there wobbling on your plate, the pleasingly comical sight of oneself in shorts, all that counts for a lot, in a strange way. So, on balance, I was wrong. You can go home again. Just bring extra money for road maps, and remember to ask for spackle. <laughs>